Glad you call me by my name The love you give me I just can't deny No longer blinded I can see Hey everyone, hey everyone, welcome back to Cultivate Woman with Christ. Yes, you have heard that right. I actually rebranded my ministry name because I felt like the name before, which was Daughters of the King, it was already taken and it was hard to find me. So I decided to rebrand it. It was something that was on my heart for a while. The Lord really, really placed it on my heart to change my ministry name and honestly cultivate women with christ and that was my subheading that was my memo it is still my memo so yeah like this is just honestly a name that should have been my name in the first place and i'm so excited what this ministry is going to do for a lot of women out there we're going to go ahead and get right into prayer so dear heaven father i just want to say thank you thank you for all of those who are watching thank you for the people that have clicked on this video and they knew they needed to hear this for God. As we seek mental healing, bring us strength, Lord God. Um, sometimes things can be draining, Lord God, and we feel as though we're being held captive by our own thoughts and we have no way out. And our mind aches from all the overthinking we have been doing and we can't seem to get peace. Today, Lord, I ask that you ease our weary mind that there's no greater healer than you. So understand that you are our true therapists and are confident take our anxiety and depression away and replace it with joy and serenity heal us from the painful things that we don't speak about help us to overcome any challenges that we're facing mentally and do not allow us to be consumed by negativity overflow our lives with your love and healing please comfort us during this difficult period in our lives in jesus name i pray amen so i just want to dedicate this episode to this book that i got last year I Love Jesus, But I Want to Die by Sarah J. Robinson. So definitely go get this book. This is what it looks like. I'll link it down in the description below. I was reading this during the dark times of my life in the midst of depression, in the midst of heartbreak, heartache, in the midst of all of these different emotions and feelings that I was feeling. And I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't know how to navigate this. Like, there are a lot of Christians out there that are going through mental health issues that are going through depression, anxiety, and all these other things that honestly, we can really dive into. Like that can honestly, this can really be two whole different episodes just because it's just a really in-depth topic. So if you didn't check out my blog, definitely check out my blog because that's kind of what I'm gonna be piggybacking off, piggybacking off of, sorry. Isaiah 41 10 says, fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I'm your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So I want y'all to understand that emotional states can be positive or negative. So a positive emotional state or whatever can be the like you feel hungry. So if you're hungry, we call it hangry. Like you're likely to get angry or irritated because you didn't eat. So and food gives us energy. So that's one example. So this is why it's important to govern our mind by this the spirit feelings always aren't physical example believing in god is rather a strong feeling that guides us to live a joyous life that he promises a strong feeling about something you like your life kind of flows with that strong feeling like your life reflects whatever that you feel if you feel like your day is if you strongly believe that your day is more productive when you wake up in the morning, then more than likely your life is going to reflect that and you're going to wake up early in the morning because you strongly believe that 
that's how your days are successful. Mental health includes our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It fits how we think, feel, and act, and helps us determine how we handle stress, relate to others, and make choices. And mental health is very important. It starts as early as our childhood, going into our adulthood. Mental health is spiritual. Just as God is three in one, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, humans were created as three parts, body, mind, and spirit. So a lot of people, doctors, and things like that, they want to label mental health as a mental issue. But I want you guys to understand that before it's a mental issue, it is a spiritual issue because the Bible clearly tells us like when we come to Christ that we need to be renewed by our mind and we need to set our mind on things above. So if God is constantly telling us, hey, renew your, renew your mind, be new in Christ, set your mind on things above. If God is constantly reminding us that, hey, your mind, how whatever you think, it really, really matters. Um, so as a man thinking, so is he. So it's like our, um, God is reminding us like, hey, your mind, I need you to take care of that, you know? So God does care about our mental health and mental health is indeed spiritual because if we don't take care of it, who comes and plants things in our minds? Satan. Satan comes and plants things in our minds and spiritual warfare is the battlefield of the mind. I recommend by Joyce Meyer, the battlefield of the mind. I'll link it below. But... In Ephesians 6, 12, it says, we are not wrestling with flesh and blood, but against the despotisms, against powers, against the world rules of this present darkness, against spirit forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural spirit. So we see from this scripture that we are in a war. And I'm quoting, this is what Joyce Meyer said. She said, from this scripture, we see that we are in a war. A careful study of this verse informs us that our warfare is not with other human beings but with the devil and his demons, our enemy Satan attempts to defeat us with strategy and deceit through well-laid plans and deliberate deception. Jesus calls Satan the father of lies in John 8, 44. So Satan begins by bombarding our mind with devised patterns, nagging thoughts, suspicion, doubts, fears, wanderings, reasonings, and theories. He moves slowly and cautiously. Remember, he has a strategy for his warfare. He has studied us for a long time. He knows what we like, what we don't like. He knows our insecurities, our weakness, our fears. He knows what bothers us most. He's willing to invest any amount of time it takes to defeat us. One of the devil's strong points is patience. We must tear down these strongholds. We must get to the root of the problem. We must not sit here and think that mental health is not spiritual because it is. So 2 Corinthians 10, 4, 5, um, it talks about like every proud and lofty thing that rises up against knowledge of God will lead every thought and purpose away into the captive and obedience of Christ. So we must understand that as Satan attempts to set up strongholds in our mind, a stronghold is an area in which we are held in bondage and prison due to a certain way of thinking. So it goes back to the mind again. And Paul tells us that we have the weapons we need to overcome his strongholds points that I just I'm just gonna summarize some points and this is coming from Joyce Meyer Battlefield of Mind we are engaged in war our enemy is Satan the mind is the battlefield the devil works diligently to set up strongholds in our mind he does it through strategy and deceit he is in no hurry he takes time to work out his plan um maybe you didn't start off with a mental health issue but over time it became that and I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna be vulnerable and transparent um 
reason why I feel like I'm preaching to y'all, but I'm also preaching to me because I have been in a mental health struggle for honestly all of November. Like I don't know what was going on this month or what I don't even know. Even last month, like this whole like season, I just been in a very mental health struggle. And sometimes the devil would try to say, well, you can't talk about it if you haven't um, got overcame it or whatever. And I'm going to, I'm not, that is a lie because while you're going through something, you can talk about it. And that's the, that is the point of being transparent. Mental health has been a struggle for me. Um, I have been dealing with a lot of anxiety now depression i like i said the last time i was depressed was last year but anxiety like i have been dealing with a lot of anxiety especially when it comes to people when people say things um or do things it just kind of it really does get to me and i know as a christ follower like it's not supposed to like how people how people behave is not my responsibility right so I'm learning this too, like I'm preaching to myself and to you, and that is totally okay. So I just wanna give y'all a couple of signs if your mental health is getting bad. So you're struggling to get out of bed, you're feeling overwhelmed, you're isolating and not responding to family and friends, your living space is becoming messy or cluttered, you feel inadequate, you stop doing the things that you keep mentally healthy, like journaling, eating well, exercise, you're feeling less patient and more irritable. And I can say like those signs really kind of line up with me right now. Um, and I'm not a messy person, but I am organized. And if I haven't, like I have a whole desk where I spend time with God and I write down my poetry and I just be, right? And that desk right now, it is a mess. It is a mess and I it's like it's just so crazy because we have warning signs when we know something is wrong like hmm something's not wrong something's going on inside of me and it's an indicator that you know you need to get to the root of the issue so for me it can be my desk it can be it can be your car if you haven't cleaned your car in a while or if you haven't read your bible in a while if your prayers feel very inadequate if you go to the gym all the time and then all of a sudden you stop going to the gym, if you was eating really good and then all of a sudden you're eating McDonald's every day and it can kind of like those are some signs. Like if you notice that your healthy state is declining, then those are some signs. Capone writes, in my experience, one of the most difficult things when dealing with the pain of mental illness is that our mental and spiritual health are closely intertwined. So our mental health impact our spiritual health and vice versa. If your mental health is not right, then again, like it's going to lead to you not really wanting to pray, not really wanting to spend time with family and friends, not really wanting to read your Bible or worship or go to the gym or eat healthy because it's like your mind is like in this state of like help spiritual but also understand that it's not always satan and demons but it can very much be your flesh at the same time it is satan because your flesh opposes god so if your flesh opposes god then your flesh is friends with satan 
And I know that sounds strange for anybody who's new in Christ. You're like, huh? But just go to Romans 8 and you'll see what I'm talking about. Romans 8 and I think Romans chapter 12 too. Um, our flesh opposes God. And we're here today. And I can dive into this into a whole other episode. But we're here today because God could have made us robots, right? But he chose to give us free will to choose him. To choose to him mark 5 15 they came to jesus saw the man who had been demon possessed sitting down clothed in his right mind and the man who had previously had the legion of demons and they were frightened so jesus in this scripture make sure you go do your yeah go back to the scripture mark 5 15 jesus cast demons out of a man and this man was not in his right mind this man was very much like the demon possessed him when someone like possession is like you take full control over so the demon took full control over control over his body and his mind was one of those things and once he was delivered once jesus had the authority to deliver him his mental health was restored so again it can be a demon attached to it and it can be strongholds and you gotta uproot it and like i said this is not the episode for that. I want to just focus on mental health and all those things, but I will make an episode about strongholds and how to uproot them and stuff. But in the meantime, you can look it up. You can find another podcast or YouTube video because I'm pretty sure there's a lot of resources about that. But the Bible give us some guidelines on attaining and retaining good mental health. We have a description of a healthy thought life in Philippians 4, 8. We have Jesus' example of taking busy from taking breaks from the busyness, which is Luke 5, 16. And he called his disciples to do the same, Mark 6, 31. We have Paul's acknowledgement that physical exercise is profitable, 1 Timothy 4, 8. So self-care does not mean anything if, you're, if there's not soul care. Again, self-care does not mean anything if there's not soul care. So understand, as we go through our mental health, understand. I want you to understand another thing that God loves you. Um, Jesus wept. Jesus cried. Jesus had emotions and his feelings. He was God in the flesh. Elijah had depression. And I'm going to get into that in just a moment. And I want you guys to understand that all of these things mean that God gave us the feelings and emotions to indicate that, hey, like, I need Jesus. I need him. It's not an indicator that we're, that we are a failure or whatever. I mean, we are human. We live in a broken, fallen world. And that's why we have people, we struggle with things in this world. Whether um, Paul talks about having a thorn in your flesh, whether it be your mental health, whether it be the pornography addiction, whether it be cussing, whether it be gossip. I don't know what your thorn in your flesh is. I don't know what your sinful struggles are. And I'm not to say that mental health is a sin, but... um if you don't tackle those thoughts, those thoughts and take them captive, then it can very much de be detrimental to your faith and your walk with God and just your relationships and how you function in life. Matthew chapter 13, one through nine, it talks about the parable of the sower and it warns us of circumstances and attitudes that can keep anyone who has received the seed of the gospel from bringing forth a godly harvest. Satan tries to steal what God has planted in us, John 10, 10. Like if when you find Jesus, he is your true hope. He is your true hope. God is a healer and a redeemer and he is with you. God wants us even in the midst of our brokenness, Elijah was a prophet and he battled with depression within his emotional and mental health. 
1 Kings 19, 4, 14 states, while he himself went on a day's journey into the wilderness, he came to a broom bush, sat down under it, and prayed that he might die. I have enough, Lord, he said, take my life. I'm no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the bush, fell asleep. All at once, and an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. He looked around, and there by his head was some bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water, and he ate and drank and lay down again. Then the angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, get up and eat. He was like, the angel was like, you know, get up and eat. The food will give you strength and all of those things like that. So you got to understand that God met Elijah in his darkest time. He sent an angel to comfort him, not to condemn him. He sent an angel to be there for him, not to preach to him. And I feel like oftentimes, a lot of times in the Christian community, um, we are so quick to prove a point. We're so quick to preach instead of just comfort someone. Um, I know for me, like when I'm going through a hard time, I prefer comfort. Like I prefer, hey, you want to just go grab some food? You want to go grab coffee? You want to go, you know what I'm saying? You want to go take our minds away from this? Take your mind away from this? Like that's me. I don't know what yours might be. And journaling could be your thing. And journaling is also my thing too. And journaling is just taking inventory of what you feel inside, your internal state. And understand that like as a Christian, it's not wrong to go to therapy. It's not wrong to... If your doctor prescribe you medication for anxiety or depression, it's not wrong to do that. Obviously, make sure that you have tried and did everything you could before just hopping on medication. But understand that God is your true doctor. God is your true healer. God is your true physician. God is your true therapist. And there's no one like him that can honestly fulfill you. And even if you struggle with your mental health today, like me, um, understand that God can use that still like he can still use you he can still give you strength to carry on and get through your purposes and everything that he has planned for your life um i want y'all to understand that people are imperfect he tells us to come to us all who are weary and burdened i will give you rest which is matthew eleven twenty eight. john three seventeen said for god did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but in order that he might that the world might be saved through him so struggling with mental health does not make you a bad Christian. Our mental health exposes our weakness to rely more on God. It is just a reminder that we cannot do nothing without him. There's nothing wrong with you. So rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Romans 12, 12. God is near to the brokenhearted. He saves those who crush those who are crushed in spirit. He works things all together for the good of his children. The testing of faith produces endurance and maturity. Mental health struggles, while they are difficult, they are not pointless. The Bible clearly shows how God can and does use them for his glory. Four steps to fill your feelings. Identify the feeling. Are you feeling sad? Validate the feelings. So, for example, I feel sad. It's okay to feel this way. I know God is close to me. I will have joy that comes in the morning. I won't always be sad. Sit with the feeling. So journal your thoughts, you know, any memories, anything that comes to mind, journal and write it down. Process it. Process this feeling by crying, singing, exercise. Set your intention to move past the present feeling, but don't just completely invalidate it. I know people haven't validated your feelings. I trust me. I get that. But don't invalidate your own feelings. You cannot control what people do, but you can control what you do. And this is how you can renew your mind. Unlearn old habits and thoughts and behaviors and learn godly ones. So turn that unlearned shame and learn grace. Recognize patterns that are causing you to commit the same sin. Be aware of what you are doing that is conforming to the world and culture. The Bible tells us, do not conform by the world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. 
Take note of what scripture says about your identity. Meditate on the word of God and pray and allow the Holy Spirit to transform you. Understand that Elijah was suicidal. Job wished he was never born. David was depressed. Moses was anxious. Hannah was barren. Paul was alone in prison. And God still used their brokenness. He set them free. And God still wants to use your brokenness to set you free. He still wants you. He still wants you. He still loves you. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter what your struggles are. So I want to leave you guys with this. Understand that if God doesn't take away your mental health struggle, live with the limp. Jacob wrestled with God and he ended up having to live with the limp. But that limp allowed him to slow down. That limp allowed him to get closer to God. It allowed him to like honestly need God. Sometimes we get so caught up and we get so busy that we feel like we don't need God. And honestly, I would rather have a limp. And whatever that limp may be to you, your mental health struggle, or I mean, I don't know, um, whatever that example, whatever it is, I would rather have that and go through with God than have nothing and not have God either. You know what I'm saying? So I hope that makes sense and understand that you must desire the healer over the healing. You must desire a healthy relationship with Jesus over the healthier body. And I I know how crazy that must sound, but Jesus even said whoever tries to save his life will lose it. If you lose your life, it'll be saved or, you know, that verse. So I want you to understand that, yes, God wants you healed. But he's not going to, I'm being realistic as possible. God isn't going to heal every single thing in your life. Like, it's, your life isn't going to be perfect. We're all going to have things that we are going through and struggles. But that's why the Bible states that his power is made perfect in our weakness. And 2 Corinthians 12, 18 and 20 says, For this thing I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me and he said unto me my grace is sufficient for thee my strength is made perfect in weakness most gladly therefore until i rather glory in my infirmities that the power of christ may rest upon me let this strengthen you let this strengthen you god doesn't owe us anything jesus did everything here if god heals you that's a plus but don't get upset with him if he doesn't because he will give you strength and as Paul says, his power be made perfect in your weakness. So reflect on this. Reflect on your mental health. Take note of what you are going through. And don't fear. Don't be dismayed. Lastly, be careful who you surround yourself with when you are going through mental health struggles. You need people who are going to validate your experiences without minimizing them. Take who have a non-judgmental stance and show genuine compassion, which most Christians, it's hard for them to not be judgmental if you if you get what I'm saying. So even though they are Christ-like, like just be careful who you surround yourself with because there are Christians out there that will condemn you, that will judge you. But do not look at them. Look at Jesus. And if I mean, if you have to take distance away from them, if you have to say your goodbye to them forever, like do that because your mental health matters than any friendship that is not helping you or any person in your life that is not helping you provide a holding space for vulnerability and messy emotions they need to remind you that you're not broken that god loves you they need to be your friend
during these times like you do need a friend and um if you don't have any friends then i want you to know that jesus is your friend and also um i'll my i'll link my email below if you ever need prayer you never ever need advice or help and i just pray that this episode has blessed you guys um and i'll be praying for everyone's mental health um and including my own so god bless you guys god is with you and he is not against you and if he is for you who can be against you not even the mental health issue can separate you from the love of god God bless.